You are listening to the Astro Awani podcast. For more info, head on over to astroawani.com. Bullish or bearish, hawkish or dovish, that and more. This is a Market Study podcast with me, Lukman Harris. Thank you so much for joining us on Marcus Today podcast. We will now talk about that infamous uh, glass ceiling that we have not just around the world but particularly in Malaysia as well despite the fact that it's already year 2017. With me to do just that, to delve into this issue and to discuss it further is Pauline Ho, PricewaterhouseCoopers People Partner to discuss on the stigma surrounding women and the difficulty they face in actually breaking that glass ceiling in the corporate sector as well as in the public sector. Thank you so much uh, Pauline for joining us on Marcus Today Podcast. Thank you, Lokman. There was a report recently by PwC uh, titled uh, Winning the... Fight for Female Talent. Right. Can you just tell us a bit about the report, first of all? 4,000 over uh, respondents uh, responded to the survey, of which uh, 103 were from Malaysia, mm-hmm. right? Uh, com- comprising both female and male respondents. The good news from this report is that uh, the female respondents believe that employers are actually uh, doing the right thing or getting it right in terms of workplace equality. Right, uh, that's a good start. But there are certainly barriers that are holding them back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, What are those barriers? Barriers include uh, gender stereotyping, mm-hmm. right? As you have mentioned uh, just now about the stigma, and also concerns over the cost and impact on maternity leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are we doing to combat this? What are organisations uh, specifically doing to retain wonderful female talent that they have and or to win them back? Uh, in terms of retention, let's start with that. One of the key factors why women leave uh, is because of lack of work-life balance or flexibility. Hence, employers that have uh, flexibility programs such as uh, you know, flexible working arrangements uh, would actually uh, encourage women to stay. So examples of uh, FWA, I call it for short, would be reduced work week or uh, having uh, different uh, working times. Do they actually compensate for that in other areas? Be- I don't think that it is fair or unfair. You know, um, something that somebody used to, who used to be on FWA told me is that, you know, like when you have water shortage, when you have less water, you will use the water much more effectively and efficiently. Right. right? No different when you have shorter working hours. You try to do the most in the shorter working hours mm-hmm. that you have. Obviously, you know, the compensation will be adjusted and reflected accordingly. And this is about giving people the flexibility to deal with other commitments, right? And it's a choice that enables somebody to stay in the workplace and deal with the personal commitments. And then eventually, if they feel that the time is right, to you know step back fully into the workplace. Mm-hmm. So um, one problem that we've uh, diligently talked about on Marcus today uh, so far is the fact that Uh, women have a very hard time uh, re-entering the workforce after they've exited the workforce for, let's say, X number of years, one or a couple of years uh, after giving birth and deciding to take care of their children. Now, once these women want to re-enter the workforce, so how do we actually break down this barrier? Well, I think uh, opportunities are important, right? So um, there is, in the past, a lack of... Um, 
knowledge, I guess I would say it, uh, between the employees who want or women who want to re-enter the workforce and the employers who are actually looking for talent, experienced talent. You know, when we talk about people who want to re-enter the workforce, which means that talent or women talent who actually have uh, a lot of work experience behind them before they decide to take a time off, right? So losing that experience, uh, you know, will actually... Uh, not be good for the economy. Firstly, as I mentioned, uh, identifying the talent. So Talent Corp actually has uh, ability to pull together uh, those women who want to return to the workforce and also employers who are actually looking for experienced hires. Mm -hmm. So matching that uh, would be useful. Uh, more importantly, having a support network in the organisation to help those people uh, who are returning to the workforce to acclimatise and get back to the swing of things, so to speak, right? And sharing stories and role modelling that it can work. You know, it has an examples that, of how it can work. That will be also helpful. Um, the number of women in senior positions in the C-suite, for example, is still very, very low in this country. Uh, what's holding women back from reaching the top? We have to deal with the leaking pipeline, as we mentioned, uh, because if you don't have the pipeline, then you don't have enough uh, talent to consider for the C-suite, right? Uh, the second bit uh, and more important bit is to have a mentor um, to basically encourage and give uh, opportunities to these women. A lot of the mentor has to be male at, at this juncture because as you pointed out, right, there's actually a very small percentage of female out there. Of course, female, you know, you, ex you think uh, female will expect that uh, they will also help other females, but we need the male CEOs, male board members to actually give opportunities to female. Mm -hmm. right. And you think that's not happening enough, obviously? Um, there are good ones and there are those who can improve, I would say. I personally benefited from mentoring from my chairman in the past. He always pushes me and say that, you know, I'm sure you can do it. I, for one, has uh, maybe one of those gen gender stereotypes, you know, I don't put up my hand for things right. that I feel I'm not qualified for. So he will push me and get me into places. Right, I want to yeah. come back to the problem that women face uh, re-entering the workforce after they've taken time off, right? Uh, you mentioned this to me earlier, that there was actually a case study done. A male was put in place of the female and the male actually exited the workforce for a while. And then he sought to re-enter the workforce and yeah. it was very, very different for the particular male uh, employee compared to the opposite sex. Can you just tell us a bit more about that particular case? Well, I think uh, it's not that it's different for the male employee. I think it's not normal, right? And that's why, you know, the, the point about stigma, I, I don't think that there should be a stigma. So, and uh, especially in our culture, I find that men who put up their hand and say that I want to take a bit of time off to support my spouse's career being a, fem uh, being a male, you know, there is a little bit of cultural stereotyping there as well. You know, why is, why is the man taking a step back? But we have a very successful story where uh, one of our consulting partners actually decided to take a year off, exited the partnership. Uh, the wife uh, went to further her studies overseas and he took care of the child, right? One year later, he came back, uh, re-entered the partnership and now he's our consulting leader. Do you think men get way more credit for the same thing that they do compared to women? Yeah, because there is not enough example. When it becomes a norm, then we'll stop talking about it, right? <laughs> no, for example, I saw this article yesterday, uh, literally yesterday, yeah. saying that men take care of their children, it's considered a bonus. But when women do the same thing, it's considered very normal. Yeah, well, to be fair, we should consider giving maternity leave slash paternity leave to parents, right? Right, what does because that mean? Because at the moment, women get three months off, right? right. Uh, at least we, we do give women three months off, right? And because they are expected, therefore, if you get three months off, you will 
do most of the heavy lifting when it comes to babies, right? And taking care of the child. Can the men do it because they don't have the same three months off? The answer is no. So right. I guess if you want gender balance, right, should the maternity leave be shared between the husband and wife? So therefore, men will have no excuse but to help with childcare. So we should have paternity, maternity leave. That's what you're proposing, right? Yeah, why not? I'm sure a lot of people will actually agree and will be happy with what you're suggesting. Because, you know, how do organizations uh, benefit from being more diverse and more inclusive? Well, um, one billion women are entering the workforce uh, in the near future, right? Um, and if we don't actually be more inclusive and uh, more diversified in terms of gender, we will be losing a big proportion of the workforce, right? As we have uh, mentioned earlier about the leaking pipeline. The second thing is, you know, uh, 50% of the consumers out there are female. So you do need uh, a female perspective on what makes them tick and what sells, right, uh, in terms of uh, whether it's uh, products or services. And uh, there is also studies, uh, empirical evidence that shows that when you have three or more women on board, uh, the companies actually perform better in terms of return on investment. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're, they're actually empirical studies? Yes, well, you know, how you sell things to board or CEOs, right? You need to have data and facts to support it. And there are such studies available. All right. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on the Markets Today podcast. Uh, that was uh, Pauline Ho, people partner for PricewaterhouseCoopers, discussing with me, Lukman Harris, on the various issues and dilemmas facing women in this country and how uh, that glass ceiling still stays intact, especially here in Malaysia, despite the fact that we're already in the year 2017. And how do we actually address that? Do send us your feedback and opinions. What do you think about this issue on all our social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at 501awani, hashtag Awani Markets. Go to our website, astroawani.com slash markets. And that's it from us at Markets today for this episode. Please make sure uh, you stay tuned to the next episode of our podcast. That's it from me, Lokman Harris, signing off. You have been listening to the Markets Today podcast. Head over to our website, astroawani.com slash markets.